0: Hello and welcome to the Proper Car Podcast. I'm Drew Markey, and I'm excited to share my love of cars and my knowledge of the car sales and service industry with you. The goal of this podcast is to help you be more informed about the car buying process, to help you find the best car for your needs and your budget, and to help you enjoy car ownership more than you've ever imagined. I'm your ally in car buying, and I can't wait to help you out. So let's get started. Time for another episode of Car Thoughts, and this time I want to talk about commercial vehicles, which probably doesn't sound interesting at all to you, and you're thinking about turning this podcast off, but I recommend you don't. I think there's actually some pretty interesting things to cover in today's episode, and all of these thoughts came from my interest in having an impact In a positive way on the environment while we still continue to use vehicles as we have for years. I think that the commercial work vehicle segment is really well suited to be actually one of the beginning stages of some massive changes in how we use vehicles because they just have a utility function they have to complete, and it really makes them a little bit better suited to some of this. There have been a lot of articles written about the next round of U.S. Postal Service vehicles, both about the funky design that they're thinking about going with, and then some uproar came out because they shifted from talking about doing electric to continuing to use internal combustion engines, and the increase in efficiency on those was almost negligible. It was just not even really worth making changes for. I don't understand why this isn't more common within the utility segment. And we are seeing some of this. Manufacturers like Canoe and Rivian have been signing deals with some of the biggest names in business in America, Walmart and Amazon. And it's a sign of progress. We're seeing a little bit more of this. But I think it should happen across the board from businesses large to small. And I have a bunch of ideas around this. And some of the information that I'm going to share in here could be relevant to other cases as well. But I think that it really taps into a lot of the things that we can do better. So let's go ahead and dig in and talk a bit about what these ideas are that I have and how I think they could make a really positive impact. If you think about how many commercial work vehicles operate, it becomes obvious how well-suited they are to transition to electric powertrains. Whether it's a delivery van or a plumber, a contractor, a city bus, there's a lot of different vehicles that fall under that category. But they all have a pretty well understood limited mileage range that they are used for every day. And even in the case of something like a a bus or a delivery van, which probably covers a larger number of mileage, it still has an understood distance that is going to be accomplished each day. But when Ford did research on the planning for their new F-150 Lightning, they found that the vast majority of their commercial customers were traveling less than 100 miles in a day, many doing far less than that. And the reason is that these trucks work in pretty local regions. They travel to job sites, typically working one, maybe two in a day, even in cases where it's maybe something like a a truck that's transporting uh, lawn equipment for doing lawn care, there's still a, a small range that is being covered day in and day out. They're out there working for eight, 10, 12 hours during the day, but then they come back typically to some sort of a hub, the work location, the office, whatever that may be, and they sit unused for another 8, 10, 12 hours until it's time for the employees that come to work to take them back out to the job sites, where they will once again cover a similar amount of mileage until it comes back again to that hub. During the day, while those vehicles are off doing work, that hub, that location is just sitting there, maybe doing other things. But let's say it's a warehouse. You have something like shipping that's happening from there, or you have deliveries and and storage and stuff like that that is happening on site. It's probably fairly large, which means that that footprint allows for quite a few solar panels to go on the roof during the day while their vehicles are out there doing work and making the money the solar panels could be harnessing solar energy and recharging those vehicles at the end of the day so overnight it recharges with that solar power generated throughout the day and they go back to work and because of the fairly short distances being traveled, there really wouldn't be as large of a need to have two or three hundred miles worth of charging done to the typical vehicle, meaning that solar energy could probably cover the vast majority of what these typical commercial vehicle usages would be. So I think that's really a kind of a cool concept, especially as we're reaching a point where we now have some laws in place that are focusing on creating more incentives toward these cleaner types of energy, reusable resources like solar energy, to offset the cost as well as the environmental impacts for companies in situations like this. So every day, instead of fueling up with diesel or gas that they then burn off and create those emissions, They recharge with solar power. It's a pretty wonderful solution. And if there's some incentives out there to help offset some of the initial costs, it becomes even more worth considering. Another really wonderful thing to consider when shifting commercial work vehicles from gas and diesel to becoming EVs would be the noise and air pollution that's reduced. A lot of these commercial vehicles are pretty loud. They require a lot of energy and therefore they make a lot of noise with diesel engines to be able to do the job they're designed to do. On top of that, the pollution that they generate is pretty significant too. And the thing that's funny though is electric vehicles are great for those large torque needed applications. They can do very well in that regard. So it's already understood that EV transition is, is a pretty smart decision for commercial type vehicles. I really love the aspect though of, of, focusing on something like even just the noise pollution. I live in a neighborhood, and it can be pretty quiet most of the time. I know I'm weird, but I can actually tell which delivery truck is approaching just based off of the sound it makes. The UPS and FedEx trucks both sound completely different, and these same vehicles drive by my house every single day so I hear them and they're much louder than the typical car that drives by and to the point where the noise they make is is so loud and so recognizable that I know when they're coming down the block which is not the case for most of my neighbors cars and none of those sounds are good. It's not like they're making some sort of a a wonderful noise that, you know, maybe you're happy to hear it if you know you have a package on the way. But aside from that, you're not really enjoying the sound of it. But that's in a neighborhood. And if you think about once you start to get out into more crowded city streets, all of those noises really just start to pile up. It becomes loud. It becomes sometimes smoky. The fumes are noticeable. It's terrible. It's, it's something that anyone who has experienced that has found it to be unpleasant at best. I don't know why we wouldn't want to see that change too. If the vast majority of those vehicles was an electric versus an internal combustion engine, the noise pollution and those fumes and the smoke would be drastically reduced. It's so clear what the differences would be in that noise level that we all have become accustomed to, but isn't necessary. And I think that's something to point out because a lot of times when we think about transitions to electric vehicles or some of the benefits, we stay focused in on just the environmental air pollution aspect of it, or the burning of fossil fuels that can never be reused. And those are very important points. But I think these others are sometimes even more important. So I bring that up because I want you to kind of envision uh, a period of time Only maybe a handful of years from now where you might be able to walk down a fairly crowded street with lots of commercial vehicles operating nearby and notice that the noise is significantly reduced. You can hold a conversation without having to yell over the sound of the truck that's operating nearby and you don't get the fumes that you get when they pass by. Those are really wonderful things for us to be working toward. And I see no reason not to be putting a lot of effort into doing that. I did a little bit of research as I was planning for this episode because beyond the fact that I just had these ideas and interests, I've had these thoughts for years now uh, for how we should shift toward commercial vehicles being really just better used and moving them more and more toward electric for all of the reasons I've already put out there. But I wanted to understand what is their impact? And there was an EPA report from 2019 that shows that these commercial vehicles make up around 25 percent of the U.S. vehicle emissions as a whole, and I don't mean U.S. cars, I mean just all U.S. vehicles to all forms of transportation, and they make up a quarter of it. That's massive, and I think it's really worth considering because all the different reasons I've just laid out about how we could better use solar energy for commercial vehicles and we could reduce the noise impact and the smells and the the fumes and just all of the different impacts that they are putting on our environment. I just I see no reason not to do it. In addition to that, it's one thing for you or I as a consumer to find a way to spend a little extra money uh, to make a shift to go toward an electric vehicle. A lot of people are making that choice. They're trying to find ways to purchase or lease in a way that it offsets the cost so that it isn't so expensive for them, but generally there's an added cost that's coming with that right now. With incentives and things like that, it will help with, you know, federal rebates on your taxes and, you know, those those tax credits and stuff like that. It can also help But for businesses, it's a lot easier for those types of things to be accounted for. You can actually make bigger purchases as a business and spread that out over time. You can depreciate it. You can do things that the average person just doesn't have the financial flexibility to be able to do. So knowing that these commercial vehicles are making up 25% of the impact of our emissions from vehicles in America, knowing that there are now measures being put in place to create more incentives and to make there, make it more appealing for anyone, be it a consumer or a business, to move toward these things. I want to put this topic out there because I just see it being something that needs more conversation. It needs to be something that more people are pushing for. And, you know, it's the voting with your dollar kind of a concept where if you do see a business trying to make those changes that you do what you can to support those businesses. And trust me, you're not going to hear me say, I think you should be spending more money with Amazon or Walmart. But I do think that if you hear of smaller or mid-sized companies that are trying to make adjustments and trying to do these things that we as the public make decisions to spend our dollars with them if we have the option to do so because they're the ones who are actually making the changes that we want to see. I hope that these topics have been something you've enjoyed hearing. I hope that you maybe maybe you agree or disagree, but I hope you got something out of this episode. But honestly, I'd really like to know what you think. I want to use these episodes to share more of my thoughts, and I have a whole lot of other things that I want to cover. Many of them have nothing to do with electric vehicles, and so I'll continue to cover some of these other things in upcoming episodes, but I need to learn from you. I need to hear what have you liked about the podcast so far. There are certain episodes that really hit home with something that was important to you. Did some of them miss the mark? Please let me know. I'm happy to hear from you, and you can always reach me at podcast at or you can contact me on social media Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the underscore proper underscore car. Also, if you are interested in my help with anything I can do for an upcoming vehicle purchase or sale, check out my website, thepropercar.com. I have my services outlined there, and I would really love to help you. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy the drive.